clubhouse. This is Lauren. This is Steph. And today we'll be covering episode seven, Picture Perfect of Little Fires Everywhere from Hulu. Great to talk to you, Lauren. Good to I talk to you, you too. I miss you. I'm so ready to have my life back. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> so what's been going on? I actually had a pretty humiliating day. You would think <laughs> being at home, that probably wasn't possible, but I found a way to make the most embarrassing thing happen. Oh no. Yeah. So been doing remote workouts on Zoom and uh, had the camera on and everything. And I was out in my backyard. It's beautiful weather, doing some back lunges. And I accidentally, I can't, I can't even believe this. Like I back lunged into my pool. Like <laughs> I did, we're, we're doing like stagger step up, stagger step up, then back lunge, back lunge, and then do it again. And it was like, I did it a couple times and, you know, had the groove of it. I'm really into it. And she's like, get a little lower. I'm like, yeah, I got this back lunge. Back. Whoa, I lost my balance. And I, oh my God. I'm going to have my shoes on and everything. Oh, and no. then I'm like, as I'm falling in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on the camera. Like everybody's seeing this. Oh my gosh. It was really crazy. Like I, I was just waiting to be like the next viral oh. sensation dipshit that does something <laughs> stupid on Zoom, you know? Those are the funniest like videos though. I know it's... <laughs> Have you seen all the ones on TikTok where they're like those big classroom zooms and they're the students like all do something on purpose? That's pretty funny. I, I haven't seen them, but I mean, I, I, the main one it reminds me of is like the world news reporter, yeah. you know, in his house and his toddler's like, la di da di da like the very famous one. And then the baby comes yes. in in the walker and then the mom's like flipping trying to out. Drag trying to kids out by their everybody feet. out. Yeah. She's like, oh no, clearly. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, I knew the instructor um, was recording the session oh because- She's planning to post it later for people who couldn't be there live. So I knew there was a possibility that like this oh, is recorded. No. And we checked our security camera because like I was <laughs> right under where our backyard <laughs> camera would be. Um, and for some reason, he had it set where it was just photo. So there's uh, a photo of me like my that very last <laughs> moment of like, oh, no. Like, like I'm <laughs> about to be in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So, Hopefully anyway. the, and then there's like a photo of you like pulling yourself out of the pool like a drowned rat like oh my gosh yeah I was <laughs> like trying so to get funny. out of the camera view for that and then I, like sneak around the camera and then like <laughs> leave meeting <laughs> like I'm out <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious I'm it's so funny. sorry I've like, I've like texted all my friends to tell them that happened and they're like whoa what did people say and I'm like I didn't stick around to see like <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get a lot of text messages. I know. Oh my like, gosh. But anyway, I'm I, you know, waiting for it. You know, yes. just like all these characters are waiting for things to happen with their secrets. I'm waiting for right. my... Oh, your falling. secret's going to come out. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting to see like some idiot <laughs> all over the internet. Oh my gosh. Back lunged into the pool. Oh. So, and, and to make matters worse, it's... I'm a Pilates instructor. And so it's like, I normally know how to have good balance and coordination and control. And that's like, that's what I do, but uh, not today. Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry. That's no. funny though. I'm glad you're laughing about it. No, I think it's- I would too. Uh, that's you know hilarious. what? It's karma. Like right. it's karma because I am the person that thinks this kind of stuff is funny. And I have had <laughs> enough people that I've told this story to be like, oh, are you okay? Did you get hurt? And I'm like, who cares if I got hurt? Like, this, like if I got hurt, okay, well, this is still funny. If I got hurt, you have my permission to- <laughs> you know, to laugh, to laugh. about this because even like yesterday I was rollerblading with my son and we were getting next to these kind of curvy sidewalks and really big ditches full of water. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 let me turn the camera on for this part. Just in case you fall off that ditch. <laughs> He's like, mom, you're such a jerk. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it would be a shame though. Right. If you fill in that and I wasn't videoing. <laughs> yeah. So then like the very next day this happens. And I mean, 
Yeah, oh, he no. loves he loves it. He's like, that's why that happened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's too funny. I am glad you're okay, but thanks for the laugh. Yeah, everybody's so much nicer than me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My day was nothing yes. as exciting as that. So yeah, I want to hear mm. any anything else that no stood out. Same old stuff. I uh, feel like it's always a surprise on the day that you have to call the superintendent and advocate for your kid. So, <laughs> oh, was that today for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. No, what? nothing. I mean, I don't know. It's, I heard rumors that they're moving my son's school program to a different school, which would be the fourth time that he's been moved. So oh, I no. was not pleased and immediately like Googled the superintendent's email address and was like, mm, we're going to talk about this. So was, was Is that something that's going to happen um, when, when quarantine is over, I guess? Maybe, I mean, I would assume it would be August. It, it probably oh, okay. wouldn't be like during the school year, but still, still, I mean, good. so it immediately like set mama bear in motion. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's... I was like, nope, we're not going to do this. You jumped the gun on these things when you just like, I had another mom call me and was like, this is what they're talking about. I was like, oh, nope, this is not what they're talking about. So I emailed like three different people and 10 minutes later, got a phone call and she's like, well, where did you hear this? I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, is this happening? And she's like, maybe, you know, at this point it's at a polite level. Okay. Um, things are civil. So we'll see where it goes, but. Well, good for you for saying <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. And she's Especially... like, well, this, well, it turns out that my son may or may, may or may not be on the list to move and it doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Yeah. She's like, well, I'll call you back tomorrow. So we'll, we shall see. What happened? Okay. Well, shall see if I get a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So you'll have to keep us updated on that. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, I, you know, things change, but it's, you can't, I don't know. To me, if you're in the special needs world, change is not a good thing, usually. So I want to know what you thought about this episode called Picture Perfect. I really loved this episode as I've loved them all. This time we are presented with, you know, all these relationships, they're unraveling, they're further mm-hmm. damaged because the characters have just tried to protect their images through all their dark and heavy secrets while trying to maintain picture perfect. And that's why it was called picture perfect. It seemed like things were surfacing in ugly ways. Yeah. I Definitely liked this episode. I liked the drama of it. It made me like, oh my gosh, you know, several times. But I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of a blow up, like with the whole, I don't know. I couldn't tell where I was, where my head was going with the whole Mia kidnapping Pearl. So I wasn't sure if this was going to be something Elena just like blew up and made a huge deal of. And turns out she kind of kept it secret, which was not secret, but she kept it sort of to herself and to Bill. And I was a well, little surprised by that. You were surprised that Elena told Pearl or that, what do you mean? I'm just Mia- surprised at how it went down. I wasn't sure, you know, because that was such an explosive like comment at the end of the last episode, like, oh, that's not her baby. And so it was kind of, okay, like what's next for this? Well, so the fact that she just sort of like talked to Bill about it and was seemed like she wasn't even going to mention it to Mia until it came up. And I don't know. I was just wasn't sure where she was going to go with it. I felt like Elena was so ugly about this. Yeah. She's um, gotten really... This episode, she was pretty vicious. I would say irrationally. Yes. Like, I know that she wants her friend Linda to win and she wants Bill to win his case. And she's invested in it in that way. And she possibly feels lied to from Mia, but I don't know. I just felt like she was a bulldog on this one and relentless and kind of in the wrong. She did a lot of pretty harsh things this episode. You know, she was saying that she felt like the bad guy. She's like, I don't understand why I'm the bad guy. I felt like it was just because of the way she was sort of using all these tidbits of information for people, you know, like she was like trying to help Bill like behind his back and that's not, wasn't working out for him. It was just almost like she just needs to butt out. Yeah. I don't really see where she plays an important role in any of these situations unless she does in a way that I don't understand because I'm thinking if she would just let Linda and Bill, you know, their lawyer handle that and let Mia handle her situation with her daughter 
it's not her place right. to tell Pearl. Oh my um, gosh. You know, all of her business. Um, I mean, that's just, that's so wrong. The fact that she did that, I cannot support that because it just was, it's not her business. And I, put, I wrote down in my notes that she was acting childish, like pitching a fit that like, this isn't going her way. It's almost like it was not going my way. So I'm going to control it. I'm going to tamper with things. I'm going to make sure that this goes my way by kind of sabotage. And her level of just whatever mood she was in or whatever you want to call it, like the, the way she was being so vicious to everybody about the Christmas photo. You could sort of see the look on Bill's face. Like he's like, good Lord, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What did you think about the fact that she cut Izzy out of the family photo? That's a huge thing to talk about. I think there's so much wrapped up in that. It's one thing to yell at your kid to put on the outfit for the Christmas photo. I mean, who doesn't do that? Let's be right. serious. Like right. the Christmas, I mean, the I pictures are always stressful. Family pictures are always like the worst thing ever. It's like it's the worst like, day ever. It really is. <laughs> it's like, it's like dreadful. Yeah. It's just like that in SNL. Have you seen that? The, uh, I don't think so. Oh my gosh. It's SNL. the funniest. It is the funniest skit ever. And it's, just basically talking about the uh, the clothes that I mean I don't I don't haven't even seen it enough to to describe it but basically mm-hmm. making the kids wear the itchy sweaters and the oh, right, right. things that they'll bitch about and I think so I that you look that. perfect yes. for your pictures or whatever I don't remember what it was an ad for but it was a spoof and it was hilarious and very relatable right <laughs> it's like why do we I mean do this to ourselves right <laughs> it's like okay you yelled at your kid to wear the outfit or whatever but she even took that a little too far like just so mean okay cussing but, at her in front of the whole family and just yeah and, she was mean and awful okay however Izzy flipped off the picture so the okay. finished picture Izzy's flipping off her mom and because, has her middle yeah. finger up in the picture so do you want to send that out in your Christmas card no but you no. can't cut your kid out of the picture no you can't so her option is to just not send a freaking Christmas card. I would say just send a card and not a picture. You cannot cut your kid out of the family photo. No, you can't. You just like, can't. Okay, first of all, I think this was a huge. It's a huge um, symbol. Of it was a huge her. symbol in this in this episode because yes. because the episode is called Picture Perfect to start off with, mm-hmm. and then they have this picture and it's not perfect, and she cuts it to be what she thinks is perfect, I guess, which indicates that Izzy sees it and thinks, okay, so our family's perfect without me in it. Is mm-hmm. that what you're trying to say? Well, I mean, this whole Izzy and Elena situation just escalated so much this episode. When they're arguing over the taking the family photo, and they start arguing over the nickname, and she's like, why do I have to be the only one who can't have a nickname? And she's like, because you're different. But why? Why does Elena treat her so differently? Because she doesn't fit into her little picture? I'm thinking that's it. And she does admit to Izzy, she says that it's hard to be your mom. And I, Which, I wanted to talk about that. Right. Is it okay to say that to mm. your child? Because there can be truth in it. Like There is truth in that sometimes. Like, I have one of my three kids that is harder than the other two. There's it doesn't mean I love them less. It doesn't mean, yeah, it's just personality differences and it put me to work more. Like <laughs> I got to watch them a little closer. I mean, that's where we are right now. And and maybe this will switch. And yeah. actually, I will have to say like in the eight years of being my mom, it has switched. Like mm-hmm. they've taken turns. One of yes, them is harder the difficult one. Yep. than the other. And actually, all of them have had that role at different places. Yes. However, it seemed really harsh for Elena to say this to Izzy, especially when they're in such a bad place in their relationship. I did not think it was okay for her to say that. Izzy's what, 14 or 15? That's a very hard age for any kid. Yeah. But especially, clearly Izzy's going through a lot. And then this relationship with her mom is strained. I mean, that's just not the time or place to say that. Like It wasn't a thoughtful thing to say. And it reminds me of my dad and my brother, too. So my dad was like a football player, athlete. And then my brother, he just wasn't really into that, into sports and stuff as a kid. And my dad was always trying to put him in there. Let's play. Let's be tough. Let's. <laughs> and my brother's just like not into it, you know? Yeah. I was the athlete. I was into all of that, which is why I fall into pools now when I work out (laughs) as such an athlete. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, it's funny because my brother's son, he is like the best little athlete you've ever seen. And it's funny. My brother has now told my dad, he's like, I had the son that you were supposed to have. (laughs) You know, it's just really funny that they've acknowledged that And, and not in a hateful way. In a loving way, but just an understanding that like, 
you know, I think it was hard for my dad to be like, okay, well, you know, let's try Boy Scouts. He didn't know anything about being a Boy Scout or going camping. Like, you know, his dad died when he was a kid. He didn't even like have like a male figure doing all the outdoorsy Mm -hmm. stuff with him. He, You know, and so it's just when you have a child that puts you through uncharted territory, it it can be a challenge. It's hard. And so now it's not really. Yeah. Now my brother's, (laughs) yeah. Now my brother's facing that. He's been a a ball coach for his son. So I mean, you just, you do things out of your comfort zone for your kids. Yes. I don't know if all of this angst with Elena was really totally wrapped up in Izzy, but she took a lot of it out on Izzy. And it was pretty hurtful, this episode. I actually feel like this is going to be very meaningful to the plot. The fact that she said those cutting words, it's hard to be your mom. The fact that she cut her out of the picture and the Mm -hmm. fact that we know that Izzy is a very sensitive person. She takes things to heart. And even with her social justice and all of her... Yeah, she wants to have a voice or make a difference or be heard. Exactly. I feel like this is going to cause some major stress for her. And I don't even know what she's going to do with it, but I feel like it's not going to be good. This was like a pretty devastating blow to their relationship, I think. I mean, we still know that their house burned down in mm-hmm. the future and we still wonder, did Izzy do it? I just didn't really peg her for that before this episode, but now it's definitely in my mind. I feel like they've always lured us with it, with her yeah. catching her hair on fire and then her burning the the apology note and a couple episodes later. And it's yeah. even her violin concert where she didn't play and she wrote the message. Like she does dramatic things. Yes to make bold statements. And this is going to be no exception. She's going to try to make a bold statement with this, but you can't ever predict what she's going to do. So, <laughs> right. um, cause she's very unpredictable. I don't know. It was hard to watch. It was, it's sad for that yeah. relationship, for sure. For sure. She shows up at Mia's and says, I think I hate my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mia's like, I think I hate your mom too. <laughs> that was funny. I liked that part. <laughs> I know. It was a little comic relief, right? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of truth. Yeah. I really enjoyed that conversation with Mia and Izzy because they kind of also had a little bit of a falling out that didn't really get resolved or was sort of unspoken. It was definitely a misunderstanding for sure. Izzy didn't know all of the truth to it. So it was nice for Mia to say, hey, that was me in that photo in the paper. Yeah, I liked that conversation. And I liked how Mia was just talking to her about these feelings and about how she's trying to make a statement. When Mia and Izzy were talking, Izzy was trying to say that her little protest with the Cabbage Patch dolls was basically saying, like, you can't just buy whatever you want. You can't just make things the way you want because you have the means to do it. But Mia was arguing with her a little bit. And it's like, well, you're you're still part of the problem because you're from here and this is a part of you. And she's like, just because you want to be an exception to the rule doesn't mean you are. I don't think that's a fair thing for Mia to put on Izzy. I feel like Izzy is nothing but defended Mia's stance on, especially on her own privilege. I mean, I think if anytime any social justices have ever been turned around, it's people acknowledging it that are actually living it, that can side with those who are disadvantaged. It's almost like she doesn't want Izzy to be on her side just because she is part of, it's like, you can't be on my side because you are part of that world. Like that's not really fair. Reverse reverse judgment right there in my opinion. It's reverse discrimination. I would call it because it felt like that. Izzy wants things to be right and fair and actually can't stand when things aren't. And so it's not fair that just because she comes from a family of privilege and she has more than she needs and she's never had to really struggle. What's wrong with her acknowledging and hoping the best and wanting to do something about the problems in the world? Yeah, I agree. I thought Mia was harsh on her on that point because, I mean, Izzy can't help that just like Mia can't help where she comes from. And nobody, you know, none of us can. Yeah, that's out of all of our control. If we all just said, well, this is where I'm from. This is how I'm supposed to behave. No real change would ever happen in the world. That part of their conversation was a little off for me. But then she sort of brings it back around and is telling Izzy that like you can make a change or you can make a difference and you can sort of find another way. Maybe she just didn't like the way she did the protest. I think that she doesn't want Izzy to get in trouble trying to help her. Don't you think that's what that is? Would Mia care if Izzy got in trouble? Well, I mean... Uh, that's the only reason I could think of why Mia would say that because she did, you know, this was after Izzy did the Cabbage Patch dolls for sale. And she said, you know, she had the white dolls and the Asian dolls and the black dolls and the all the, basically all the minority dolls were free Yeah, in this sale. And then the white dolls, I don't remember how much they cost, but the whole point was 
kids would come up and be like, wait, why are the minority dolls free? Like, that's yeah. that's racist. And she's like, yeah, it is. Like, that's the whole point. I think she probably didn't quite think that one out because she didn't have sort of a way to make that statement. I think that's why they showed that kid being like, I don't get it. And I think maybe that's why Mia was a little hard on her on that protest. But I think she had the right intentions. I think she was trying to make the statement she wanted to make. And oh, I think she totally wanted people to think it was racist. Yeah, And exactly. for people to finally see, well, why is this big trial not racist too? Like, why is this mm-hmm. not a race thing? It's a like a privilege thing. Like she's saying like just... And they bring that exactly. up in the trial. Like just because you're a waitress and a single mom and she's a waitress and a single mom. Like, and these people aren't. Yep. And Izzy's trying to say, like, it doesn't matter what kind of house you can provide. If you can provide a house then and you're their mom, then... Exactly. I mean, I think it was kind of a neat way to say it. I liked that conversation, but it was definitely interesting. Uh, Mia also explains to Izzy that we all have parts that scare us, parts that we're afraid to look at, parts that we run from. She says that a lot, I think. She does. And we know that she's running and we know that mm-hmm. she is scared about what Pearl could find out. I think that she avoids that every day. She's scared to look at it. She's scared to think about it. And then it's right there in front of her with that picture on in the newspaper, right? big and bold, and it's confronting her. And I think she says that because she's trying to explain that Izzy didn't really do anything wrong, but that those were Mia's problems surfacing that caused mm-hmm. her her reaction in the last episode. You mean she was explaining it, trying to trying to say that to Izzy? Yeah, yeah. She says we can't not look at it, we can't not say it. She goes, we we're artists, we find another way. There's always another way. Yeah. So that comment to me is what made me think maybe Izzy did set the fire because she even told Lexi, I think I was broken up with. Like she thinks that her mom just like kicked her out of the family. Yeah. And so to me, I thought, okay, well, if Mia's telling her there's another way to make your point, there's another way for you to express yourself. Maybe Izzy decided to take away that picture perfect life that her mom wants everybody to fit in. Yeah. I think it's definitely that line. There's always another way and you won't swim forever. I promise. She tells Mm -hmm. her. I think that that is a huge foreshadow. And typically things that Mia tells Izzy to do or little pep talks that she has with her, they always provoke some kind of inspiration of action in Izzy. I I really don't know what she'll do with it. I don't know if it'll be the fire or what not, but I'm thinking we haven't even seen the worst of what will come with Izzy. Oh yeah, this is for sure. So Bill seems to be like getting more and more frustrated this episode. Did you notice that he kind of had a less neutral feel about him and a more like agitated, angry tone? He's definitely just growing with his frustrations with Elena. And, you know, we saw him even break out his cigarettes at the end. So he's trying to quit smoking, but that's just gone away. He's stressed. Yeah. So we think uh, maybe an explosion might be coming from Bill, possibly. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get a confrontation from Bill about the fact that he knew she she went to New York. Well, he know he definitely knows. We yes. saw him see the bill from the restaurant, yes. which I've I mean, I'm surprised that she was so like not discreet about that. Or I don't know if she cared if he knew. I don't I, I would think she wouldn't want him to know that. Or she maybe went to she didn't Jamie. at that point of the day, maybe she didn't feel like she had anything to hide because nothing had really happened, right? Well, that's true. But then he did mention like you abandon your family to go play Nancy Drew. I know. And, he knew, <laughs> he knew, like, there's a 90s reference, Nancy Drew, even yeah. though isn't that like written in the 60s or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Nancy Drew books were. I actually never read those. You didn't? I know. I read a lot of other books, but not those. Do you know when I read those, I would read those at my grandma's house. So that means like, and they were outdated then. So, right? so they're not from the 90s, but you read them in the 90s. So I read them in the 90s. <laughs> they were old in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. anybody listening that doesn't know what Nancy Drew is, it's like kids' mystery stories. Yes. Basically, that you read when you're like 10 years old, maybe yeah. 8 years old. Like elementary school readers about, but it's a mystery. But they're chapter books. Yeah. And they're like mysteries. So yeah, he, I don't, he's definitely seems to be so stressed and he has this trial. He's trying to help his friends. And like you said, she just kind of sabotages him. And I don't understand what she's thinking. Like you're married to a lawyer for however many years, like surely, you know, a little bit about how this stuff works. It just doesn't make sense to me why she would do that. Well, I have a question about Bill that 
I don't have any reason to think that this other than a one-liner comment was made a long time ago with Bill and Mark cup like several episodes ago where they said like, wow, I'm surprised Elena lets you have such an attractive, you know, help in the house Mm -hmm. about Mia. Yeah. And you know how he goes easy with Mia on the stand? Yeah. And you know how Mia can be kind of a floozy? She she can get with lots of different types of people. Yeah. She said that before. Uh, Yeah. So I'm thinking, is there any reason that Bill would have a softer heart towards Um. Mia? Okay, Maybe well, a romantic thing? <laughs> I mean, that has crossed my mind. Okay. And I had another friend mention that to me who's also oh, watching the show. But okay. I just didn't really see it. Like, I didn't Well, I don't see, see it, but I remember that. Because, I don't know, it just didn't seem like they had the time to really get to know each other like that. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like it's very likely, but it's the only thing, I mean... Why else would he not go bulldog on Mia himself if he knew more, you know? Like, he's trying to make her look like the least... Reliable person. Reliable person on the stand. And he does, you know, a pretty good job, but he has, like, the the ultimate zinger, and he doesn't use it. That's what Elena said. Like, why didn't you hold her accountable? And he didn't answer her, but... I don't know. It does seem very unlikely, but it is a weird sort of dynamic. Yeah. Well, I just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just it's, putting it out there as a it crossed my mind. Yep. But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and I had somebody else say that to me too. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm, yeah. That makes me feel good that somebody else was thinking yeah. that. I'm surprised that when he was questioning Mia on the stand and she made a little side comment about them trying to buy off BB that that didn't become like a bigger issue in the trial, which it might, I guess the trial's not over, so I guess it could, but that sort of was glossed over too. Yeah, I felt like Mia said the most intelligent things that she mm-hmm. could have said on the stand in defense of BB. Like, I feel like BB's going to win. Mia can be really hot-headed and sort of explosive, and but it seems like under pressure, she handles herself like so well. And I did think that about her being on the stand. I'm like, she said everything just perfectly and didn't give too much away and sort of covered herself. And I don't know. She did. She a, was, yeah, kind of vague in what she says, right? Yeah. She did a really good job. Like, I... I'm not so great under stress. I feel like I would have just fallen apart, like started crying or something. Like, I don't know. Why are you asking me all these questions? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, do you struggle as a single mother? She's like, all mothers struggle. That was such a good answer. Money hides it. Yeah. But you can't put a price on a mother's love for her child. Right. The way she said that, like, man, she's good. And she pointed out that they offered that 10K to make Mm -hmm. the case go away. Right, and so. that no mother would want to be judged by the choices they make in their hardest, most desperate moment. I thought that was a really good comment. That yes. stuck with me too, because I was trying to think like, what have I done in my hardest moment as a mom? I mean, there you get frustrated. Oh and you, yes. Like I said, I, w- I would just leave the crying baby in the crib and walk away for a while, but it's frustrating and you feel terrible about whatever it is, you know, like, you know, you didn't act lovingly or whatever. Because we all want to be picture perfect, right? We don't want anybody to see those hardest, most desperate moments. When you you like beat yourself up about being frustrated with a baby or something, it's like they can't help it. They're not doing it to like be horrible to you, but it's like you can't understand what they're needing or crying about. And Yeah. What about being frustrated with quarantine homeschooling your kids? Do you want to be judged by that most desperate moment? No. (laughs) No, I'm kind of glad nobody's watching. (laughs) Please don't test my children on what they've learned in the last few weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be like a whole like generation gap of like right? kids that got the drunken That's what homeschooled the, all the f- education. Funny Facebook memes are saying like, uh, the next leaders of our country are going to be homeschooled by drunk moms. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. not a good situation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope they're not graded on what's happening at, at home right now. That wouldn't be fair. Anyway, I do feel like Mia did a great job of defending Bibito by pointing out what she did was actually a selfless act. It makes her a good mother because she put the baby's life above her own desires. You know, that of course she wanted to keep her mo- her baby. I liked what she said too about um, on the stand when Bill 
kept questioning her, like, why are you fighting so hard for Bibi? And I liked how she said, I'm not fighting, trying to pit two mothers against each other. I'm just fighting for the child, you know? I thought that was really good. It is good. However, she's got a child, Pearl, you know, is completely oblivious to this kind of situation. And she's not fighting for Pearl to know the truth, to know her true father. I'm not sure that's how she really feels. I just thought that she, like, that's what she said. And it was like a good answer. No, I I agree that it was a good answer. It was great defense of Bibi. I'm just saying it kind of contradicts her own situation, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Which also was, you know, as cool and composed as she is in handling this whole Bibi and the trial. She is just like, also... On the opposite end, sort of losing it with Pearl, too. Like, that relationship also blew up a little bit. Oh, it's not good, right? Yeah. I mean, and she she's, like, trying for it to not be bad. Like, she's she's trying to come out and tell her the truth. But Pearl's so fed up with her over other things that she just can't even have a moment. <laughs> like, I was surprised she went to tell Pearl about it because I, I was still sort of questioning whether she even would at all. I think the only reason she was thinking about telling her or trying to tell her was because she just didn't want it to come out from somebody else. I don't think she wanted to tell her at all. She was forced. Well, I don't think she, I think if she thought she could continue to get away Mm -hmm. with it, she would, but I think she knows like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like this is coming out. And especially Elena has pretty much told her like, you're done. You're done with this lie. I think too, it's just the way that the episode went, we're left to assume that Elena ended up telling Pearl the whole truth, which is, we have already said, is just so wrong. But it also sort of started to unravel because Trip started mentioning things and then it yeah. just planted all these little seeds in Pearl's head. And that's kind of been happening for a while with Lexi questioned her about her dad. And so this has sort of been unraveling a little bit for a while. And I think with Trip sort of saying that they had a lot of money, it was Pearl's yeah, like, what are you Tri- talking about? Pearl finds out from Trip that Mia is funding BB's court fees. That is a complete shock to her because she's like, we don't have money. Like, what are you talking about? I think she's right to be upset about that. Like, if we're you're telling me all the time that we can't have separate beds and we can't have, we have to shop at Goodwill all the time and you have $400,000 in the bank, like, I would be pretty upset. <laughs> Because it makes her sound kind of entitled or something. But at the same time, she's had to move around. She's had no stability. And she's really wanting more than just like the bare necessities that she sees other girls at school having. I think it's not necessarily about the things that she wanted and more than just the security, security she wanted of a home and staying in one place and establishing a life. Yeah, but remember when she talks to Trip about how when they used to be subletting a house where mm-hmm. this well-off family was out of town and she was staying in this little girl's really nice room with all of her little nice horses and all of this stuff and she would always play with the horses and just it was she just that's the life that she wanted. And then when they had to leave, right. she even stole one of them. And she was like one of the most disappointing things to her was that that little girl would never even notice. She had so many toys yeah. that this was just not even going to even ever be noticed that she took it. But to me, sort of the underlying feeling of that was like a security of having Just a place. things of her own, yes, though, exactly. like that were hers. To me, that translates to security. Like it's not, it is about the things like she wanted that. I could see Pearl wanting those things and like a, a little bit of a better lifestyle maybe but like you said it's not that she's not really coming from a place of like entitlement other than it just seems like a place of wanting that like that stability maybe yes stability stability for sure you know she always had what she needed but she never had what she wanted and finding out that there might be a secret she tells trip she's like you know what like i know moody doesn't even know that we're together that we've been hanging out and she's like i don't want to be like my mom i don't want to have secrets i don't want to have lies can we please just tell moody i feel like pearl has been kind of put in a little bit in a bad light when it comes to moody because they had such a good friendship but at the same time like i feel like she really likes trip in like a romantic way that she didn't with moody Yeah. She's really being true to herself. It's kind of been implied that she wasn't like looking out for Moody's feelings well enough. Yeah, I would get that feeling. It seems like she's being a little bit like mean to Moody, although she's not. But it's like she's choosing 
trip and other friends and other things over him and and he's he's really good at that like sad puppy dog face so it's sort of making you feel sorry for him and yeah I do feel bad for him I, do. I always feel like so bad for Moody whenever he just looks he's, so hurt he gets like kind of rejected by her I know but at the same time like you don't want her to date him if she's not into him yeah I think too we had I had sort of a negative taste in my mouth about Pearl and Trip at first the way that they started talking or whatever, she was like, you know, ignoring Moody to talk to him or whatever. But I think he, like I said last time, he sort of came around and they sort of, it seems like a sweet relationship now. Well, Trip started out this whole series as being such a jerk. Yeah. Like, you know was, what I mean? We've only seen him be mean to Izzy and, and Moody. mean to Moody. And so then, and then for the, for Pearl to be such a nice little girl that to like him, it was mm-hmm. just... We didn't like that. But now he seems to have a softer side, I guess. Well, and then I was a little not cool of them to go hide in Moody's special secret hideout (gasps) van. That's kind of not cool. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I was like, wait. Oh, that is really rude. That's like another low blow, I thought, for Moody. Like, come on. You're going to use my like sacred place for your like hookups or whatever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Steph, I didn't even like, of course. And how did Moody not find them there? Like how did he not go there? That's wrong. (laughs) That's cold. That's just wrong. I'm surprised I didn't catch that. Well, and so they said they were going to tell him, but they didn't. So is this another secret that's going to be sort of found out in a negative way? Like Moody's going to walk into them on the van in the van or something, or are they going to actually find? A moment to tell him. I think that Pearl's just scared that he's going to walk in and she's going to really have problem on her hands. Yeah. But you know what? That could very well happen. That's a prediction mm-hmm. we're going to put in there. Poor Moody. That Moody's going to walk into his secret place and Aww. find his brother. His brother and Pearl undressed. Oh, no. Yep. I know. That Sad. could happen. Could totally happen. Yep. So we also saw an unraveling of Lexi and Brian. Another problem arises in this relationship. Yep. I don't necessarily feel as sad about this breakup. I don't know why. I'm not invested in either one of these characters yeah, either. It's, it's kind of like, like a side. Eh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, they've both been minor characters throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. With Lexi's abortion being her main event, I guess yeah. you would say. Right. I do get, uh, you know, why Brian is just frustrated with her for not getting it. Like, you just don't get it. Because of all the little comments that come out with his mom, I'm sorry, with Lexi's mom and, you know. About the racism. Yeah, we've seen that through these episodes, like just little things here and there. And he's just trying to get her to see it. Like, I don't know why you don't see this. Well, he's still mad about the papers she wrote to get into Yale. Yes. Because she got in. She, she got, got into accepted. Yale. I kind of get why he's frustrated, but this whole relationship just didn't really seem like it was going to have much to it anyway. And then when she couldn't even tell him about the baby and she didn't tell him about the abortion, like, I don't know. It just definitely is a recipe for disaster. I agree. Why do you think she didn't tell him like during the breakup when she was Well, because to- just like her mama... She wants a picture perfect life. And mm-hmm. I feel like right now she's, you know, nobody knows. She's not going to have to be the pregnant teen. She can go on and have her Yale life. And like I said, she can have that picture perfect world. She talks about how much pressure she's felt like from her mom to be perfect and fit into that world. And so I think if he knows, I don't know if she knows how he was going to feel about that. But especially since she didn't get his permission. I mean, that was his baby, too. Yeah. So that's a whole other secret that we have here. I definitely felt like if she told him in that moment, like during a breakup, that he, it just would have made him more angry. Not that he doesn't have a right to know, but it's just, I don't know, just one more thing. They wouldn't have been able to find an understanding on, I don't think. She was going to tell him in one of the previous episodes that she was pregnant, right? Yeah. And I forget what he said, but it was something insinuating it was just saying that he, like, that would make him yet another cliche, like a, another black guy getting a girl pregnant, you know? Okay. Like, I think he said something along those lines of, like, it would just be another statistic or cliche or whatever he, whatever word he used, but 
He was like, could That's you imagine right. that would make me like just fit into that mold even more? He said something that was clearly against it. So I think that's another reason. She doesn't want to bother him with it as well. But I'm not so sad to see them break up. I mean, how many high school seniors break up before they go off to college anyway? You know, it's it's kind of a common thing. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. I was excited to see about Izzy and her friend April. That was another relationship that had secrets in it that were unraveling. Right. Yes. I didn't quite expect that secret. No, I didn't. So, you know, we find out why she's having friend problems. Exactly. We've always had to guess with Izzy, but they bring us back to the summer. Yes. And they're at a party and they do, they are playing spin the bottle, do the seven minutes in heaven and they go in the closet, she and April, and they just start making out like at their own will. Like it had nothing to do with the game. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to kiss for the game. Like it was like they were into it. For Izzy to say that this, why, because April was like, I don't know if we should do that now. And she's like, why not? We do it all the time. Yeah. It was not their first time. like, what? Yes. I was surprised about that. Now I kind of understand why Izzy is so hurt by April pretending she doesn't even know her or doesn't like her or whatever. I'm like, if you've been making out with me in my room and then all of a sudden you act like you don't know me, like. It wasn't like this was the first time they kissed or this was the first time, you know, which is how well, April's said, acting. She, yeah. Whenever they came out, she was like, uh, because she molested me in the closet. Yeah, that's like so wrong. Totally embarrassed her. Well, then April and Izzy seem to have like makeup in this episode. And a little bit. A little bit. With when she borrows the Cabbage Patch dolls, comes and says that she misses her and, she, you know, you know, what did I ever do to deserve that? And they kind of come to an understanding. And April apologizes. Yes. And seems to really feel bad and actually missed her too, right? Right. But then given another opportunity in a social setting, she ends up embarrassing Izzy again. No, <laughs> It's just awful. It's like, this girl, she's not a good friend. No, she's not. But it's because, back to the episode name, she wants to look picture perfect. And she knows liking another girl when you're however old they are, 14 or 15, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have the picture perfect look. That's not traditional. And so I think April just can't handle that. Right. And Izzy even tells her that when they were, ta- when they were, I guess, in her room or wherever getting the Cabbage Patch dolls that... You don't have to pretend to be somebody you're not, and I don't want to do that either. And then yet, like the next day or whatever, there she is trying to fit into the little world of the popular girls, you know? Yeah, and I have to say, I think that this is parallel to what's happening to her at home with Elena and any unraveling that happens with Izzy that we've predicted, this will be connected to as well. Yeah, that's a big deal. And they're on the same level of like, you know, I want things to look a certain way. I want them to be a certain way. And with you, they're not. You make them not. You are something in my life that makes it not seem traditional or perfect. Oh, sorry for Izzy too. I'm like, man, this poor girl. She goes through a lot. Yep. I like how strong she is though. I like when you see her gather herself back up and take a stand or whatever. I like that about her. Yes, me too. Okay, Lauren, so let's circle back and talk about our 90s references, since we didn't have any last episode because it was a flashback. Oh, yeah, but that's right. I noticed a few things. I noticed the uh, Collective Soul song, Heaven Let Your Light Shine Down. Oh, playing. yeah, that's a good one. I know. I was like, oh, I know that song. Oh, Heaven uh, Let Your Light Shine Down. I was like, I'm going to let you sing that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> sing. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, and then Izzy was wearing one of those choker necklaces, the little black. Weren't they like plastic and then you like stretched them over your head? Or Yes, but those are back in style, I think. I know they are, but that's so yes. 90s. Yeah, it is 90s. And then uh, they were talking on like AOL Messenger or whatever. It didn't say oh, AOL, but that. they were on Messenger or whatever. I did notice that. Yeah. Did you have AOL Messenger? I did. What was your screen name? Oh, I don't know. Do you know yours? Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> tell me. Tell me now. Uh, it was stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. It was Lowen. Lowen. Okay. 3-4-A-4. 3-4-A-4. Okay. That was your birthday, right? Yes. Nobody used that against me. L-O. 
W-E-N? Lowe? Yes. So that was Is that not, like a nickname or you spelled it wrong? Yeah, I don't I know. There's not a good explanation for this. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, kind of a weird middle school nickname for me. Lowen. I'm going to call you that it, now. It got, it got switched to low. Low? Then it was low. <laughs> That's so funny. Not at home, but just like right. friends at school. Yeah. So the whole fight with the dang Christmas picture was over the kids. Yeah. She didn't want to wear whatever kids. Yeah. Did you wear kids? Yes, of course. Okay. So I wore kids as a young... Yeah, like a little like girl. Little girl. Yeah. So... And I feel like these characters are teenagers right around the time I was like, I feel I like I was so their too. age. Yes. So I feel like kids are like, maybe, maybe but, they're right to not want to wear the kids. But, like, right? it, like she was wanting to wear her Doc Martens, right? Right. What, were Mom. they Doc Martens boots that she wanted to wear? Oh, I, I don't can't know. remember. I didn't see, but Doc Martens were huge. At yeah. Time. You had to have Doc Martens. Oh, but you, you know, kids? you can still buy kids too. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I think I've seen the Doc Martens have come back too. Yep, they have everything '90s. It's all back. Actually, I still have my Doc Martens from what? the. 90s. I That's kept awesome. them. I kept them in my little time capsule because they were <laughs> like so iconic. Yeah, they really were. Like yeah. they were. I paid over a hundred dollars for them. I remember my mom was like, "I can't believe we are buying these hundred dollar shoes." I went to a private school where we had to have uniforms, like plaid skirts, <laughs> and everybody wore little loafers with tassels. So Ooh. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> I have like, no as idea. A, as like a cute thing? Yeah. Or like that was part of your uniform? No, like the cool girls had those shoes. Oh, so, really? Like that was what I wanted because at my school, nobody was wearing Doc Martens. Everybody was wearing these little loafers with loafers. tassels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got a pair eventually. <laughs> I'm sure my mom was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, I'm, yeah, she's like, why do you want, yeah, the things our kids want. Right. And then the last thing was, uh, there was a Tupac song playing during Izzy's protest. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this episode just in terms of the drama. Like I really was affected though by Elena and her crazy, like, what is she doing? This yeah. Well, and also I'm still suspicious, you know, yeah. Elena, we've talked about secrets she clearly has a secret. She clearly has a reason to want to butt into everybody else's stuff. Why else would she interject herself in a bunch know. of drama? She always talks about everything being perfect, though. She uses that word all the time. She's used it through past episodes. Like, I just want this to be perfect. I just want it to be perfect. Well, and her mom has always been like, and that's not for people like us. Yeah. People so. like us. So, I don't know, but now this is like escalating. This is getting a little out of hand for her. Did you realize that there's only eight episodes in the series and that this was series, this was episode seven? Yeah. I mean, it seems like mostly we wonder things and then they answer it the next episode and they answer it. So, yeah. it's like, what do we have left to wonder? Like, I got to know Who's about- Who's at the fire? Who's at the fire? And then what the heck is going on with Elena? Like, what's yeah. her big secret? And what is Izzy's big reaction to all of this hurt from April and Elena mm-hmm. and getting cut out of the picture and you're a, the hardest child or you're hard to be your mom? How is that going to affect what, you know, how will that affect the plot? Right. Cannot wait to see. Oh I know. Gosh. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. This is going to be, Lauren, like, we're going to be texting each other like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are you watching right now? Yep. Uh, For sure. To me, it's really hard to figure out who who set the fire because, I mean, Izzy's like your Avi, right? Right. Like, but that would just be too obvious, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, again, it, with the Mia, and, you know, I thought she was going to be more along the lines of trying to cover up what Elena found out, but now everybody knows. Or well, we not everybody, but... We still don't know why Mia gathered all that crap in that laundry basket a couple right. of episodes ago. All bunch Maybe. of random stuff in a laundry basket that she just quickly gathered up in their house. Right. And so I'm a, that's another question I want answered. I'm currently watching Outlander too, which is like a historical piece. And so I want to just say, she's a witch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Burn her. She's a witch. <laughs> because <laughs> that was the episode I watched like last night they were trying to burn these girls because they were witches so I don't know maybe she has some sort of voodoo project going on with all these trinkets from the Richardsons 
I'm just kidding. But I know, no, I know you're kidding. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm still continuing to think of like, you know, how she burned that picture, the strips of Elena yeah. with the burning. I think that's going to, um, and actually, oh my gosh, with this being called picture perfect. And there's like a picture of Elena, like burning in a bunch of different strips. Yeah. This is um, like... And maybe she thinks that's like a perfect picture or Elena's picture perfect life is being Right. I don't know. I hope we find out a lot more about these motives behind Mia's art and then that weird stealing of their stuff. I, I think we'll more. find that out. I think we'll find that out. Also, we'll get to find out if BB wins her custody yeah. case or if Linda wins. So, which I think BB has to win. I mean, like, I, I think that has to happen here. But maybe if it doesn't happen, then that's what causes people to just blah, lose their mind. <laughs> maybe. Right. Like I said, though, I've I've still just have a little soft spot for Linda and Mark, but no, I got, I definitely do too, but I just feel like, yeah, I, I, de- it's not that I, yeah, it's not that I don't see both sides. It's definitely controversial. I just feel like the way things are going in this situation, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. seeming like now BB has a chance to win. Yeah. So when it didn't seem like she had a fighting chance before. Also the Ryans who are Pearl surrogate parents. Will they resurface? Well, I think that Pearl would probably set out to find her dad at some point, right? I mean, yeah, you would think if she finds out and she's already been curious about him. I think that absolutely could happen. So we have a I, lot of predictions. We have a lot and, more episodes we need. I need a I lot know. more episodes. How are they going to do all this in one episode? They can't. I need more. Well, if they don't. There's got to be what? Season? How is this only eight episodes for season one? There's got to be more. I think season one covers the whole book, right? I don't know. I haven't read the book, but I just assumed. Right. So, and then Well, maybe... that's a lot to answer in one episode. So, Okay. Well, we're going to have to watch and find out. I'm looking forward to I it. Know. Can't wait. Catch us next time. This is Lauren. And this is Steph. Follow us on Twitter at tweet to Steph and tweet to Lauren. And follow Pod Clubhouse on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and podclubhouse.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Pod Clubhouse.